You're tuned in to the God Put Me Up On Game podcast. This is the podcast for winners. I'm Kristen R. Harris, your host, and I'm here to share all that good, good game. So grab your pen and pad because when God speaks, you better take notes. Remember, God puts us up on that good game because he wants us to win. All right, winners, let's huddle up and get into this week's good game. Hey, winners, what's going on? Thank you guys so much for coming down to the winner circle for another dose of that good good game i am so excited so blessed to have you here um those of you who are in the winner circle you already know that i am just elated elated i'm sorry elated and delighted to be here i don't take it lightly that you come down to the winner circle to spend some time with me and get put up on that good good game this day we actually have some visitors um so we have i'm live on facebook i'm live on instagram and so they'll be joining as we talk through on the winner circle those of you who are joining from facebook and from instagram you will want to go and subscribe to the God Put Me Up On Game podcast because that is where God puts us up on all that good, good game. So you guys are visitors today. I'm kind of bringing you into our bubble. I share all the secrets, all the good game with them over there on the podcast. But today I've decided to um, just bring everybody together. So I'm recording the podcast. I'm live on Facebook. I'm live on Instagram. And so we're just one big happy family. And that's how it is. Look, at the winner circle, you can sit with us so feel free to share this Um, I'm gonna drop a lot of gems I'm gonna tell you my story I feel like it is time to finally share my story I've been journaling I've been experiencing these things I've been walking through this thing but it is time now for me to share um, just how I got where I am and, and, and and just pretty much how I had to walk this thing through. I want to say this disclaimer though. Let me make this disclaimer. I am not a medical doctor. Okay. So do not, uh, do not take what I say and, and feel like, you know, this is 100% how it applies to you. Um, feel free to chew the meat and spit out the bones. I have so much information to share that I don't think that I will be able to get it all done in one sitting. So there will probably be a part two, a part three, um, just because there's a lot of information, especially when it comes to the nutrition part. I want to make sure that I talk about that all by itself. But I just wanted today, I want to just start this story with just sharing my journey because you got to understand how we got here. Um, In order to understand how I got to the healing, you got to understand the process. And I know that sometimes we um, we, we just want to get to the, to the good stuff, but in order to get to the good stuff, sometimes you got to trudge through the, the mud. You got to go through all of that bad stuff so that you can get to the, the glory of the story, right? You got to go through the test to have the testimony. So I just want to just kind of start you from the beginning on how we got here and, Usually when I'm on a podcast, I have all these notes, I have structure, but I'm just going to let God do what he does. And 
whatever he wants me to share with you, whatever good game he wants to share today, I am going to share it. So again, thank you guys for those of you who are on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, and those of you who will hear this on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming down to the winner circle. All right, so let's go back to 2022. A year that I am so happy. (laughs) I was so happy to say goodbye to on December 31st of last year. I was like, sayonara. You know, it's been real. I'm glad I made it here, but I don't ever have to come back to 2022. Those of you who follow me, who know, those of you who listen on the podcast, you already know um, last year was a bit tumultuous for me. I experienced a lot and um, my physical body was attacked in ways that I had never experienced before. And so um, last year at the beginning of the year, just like anybody else, I got out and I started running. Oh, hold on a second. I didn't say this because see, I'm we're we're on I'm live on so many platforms. Look, let's huddle up for this good, good game. I know the winners are like, ma'am, what are you doing? No, we huddle up at the winner circle. We huddle up so that we can we can talk this good, good game. So let's huddle up for the good, good game. All right. So um, at the beginning of the year, I jumped into it. I was like, yes, I had all these audacious business goals. I was like, listen, I'm about to hit the ground running. I'm about to kill it this year. My vision board had all this stuff on it. And I was like, yes, this is going to be my year. It's about to pop in my life, right? Yeah, it popped all right. Everything started popping. Things were popping off left and right. And so it started with um, things that were going on with my daughter. She had um, some complications, some some medical complications. I won't share her stuff because that's that's her story to share. But she went in in March and she had to have surgery. And then two weeks later, they called us and they're like, oh, she needs to have surgery again. And we're like, what? So it's like all of these things are it's just popping off back to back. And then March 25th, most of you know, I passed out. And if you don't know, go back. If you scroll through Instagram, scroll through Facebook, go back and listen to the podcast. You will hear the story. But I basically passed out, broke my ankle. And no one could explain why I passed out. There was no medical reason. All I all I could come up with was that I was in the middle of some intense warfare and the enemy was coming for me and coming for my family. And so um I spent the next several months rehabbing my leg. I I could not walk. Um, I went through a whole series of things. I was on a scooter, in a wheelchair, on crutches, like all these assistive devices that I had to use to get around. Well, at the end of June, I finally, I had graduated to a boot. And so at the end of June, that boot came off my foot and I still was really learning how to walk properly because my ankle wasn't as strong as it needed to be. Um, I still had a limp. And so I was still working through that process. Um, Oh, wait, I I forgot a key thing. So let's go back to April. So April, and this is very important. I'm gonna tell you why. So in April, um, while I'm on the knee scooter, I I got a cast on on my ankle. I'm on a knee scooter getting around. I develop a cyst. And um, this cyst, and again, this might be TMI, but sorry, I got to tell y'all how it is, right? So this cyst was like, um, like in my inner thigh. I didn't know who I should call. I'm like, do I call the, the general doctor? Do I call the gynecologist? I didn't know who to call, but I, I did end up calling my, my gynae. And so after I described to her, and I mean, this cyst was huge. And after I described to her 
what it looked like and, and what it felt like, she said, oh, that's a Bartholin cyst. You need to come on in. So I came in, I, I went on into the doctor and um, it was at that appointment that she's like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anyone this big. Like in all my years of practicing, I've never seen a Bartholin cyst this size. Like mine was almost the size of a golf ball. Again, I'm like, the fact that this doctor is like, I've never seen anything this size lets me know that this is warfare. Okay. And listen, stay with me y'all. Cause I'm going somewhere. So I'm in there. And so she has to basically do like a minor surgical procedure to, um, to burst this cyst. And it was so big and so um, troublesome that I had to come back for a second appointment. So I come back for the second appointment and, um, the doctor that I saw, she was out of town, but I ended up seeing another one of her colleagues. And so it was at that moment where she kind of just began to look through my chart and she's like, Kristen, you haven't been in for your annual exam in a while. Um, and it was because, I mean, COVID, right? So I did have a telehealth appointment, but I don't really know how you have a gynecologist appointment via telehealth. I don't know how that works. So it was just really, you know, us talking. So she's like, you know, I'm going to schedule you for your annual exam. Cool. Now I must add that I am very faithful about getting mammograms. So I did get a mammogram back in February of last year and everything had checked out. Everything was normal. So keep that in mind. So ladies, make sure you get your mammograms. That is very, very important. Um, I have to say, one of the things is that you hear a lot with those mammograms is that they hurt and they're very painful and all of this discomfort. I don't know if it's because I've been uh, blessed on the heavier chest side. I don't know, but it, it just wasn't all that the hype that was behind it. The first time I got my very first mammogram when I was 40, um, I was like, this is what everybody's complaining about. But I will say, even if it is some discomfort, even if it is some pain, it's it's much less discomfort and pain than dealing with the effects of breast cancer. Okay. So just stick a pin in that. So anyway, um, I come back from my annual exam. She schedules me in June. It is in June that she's doing a, a, a breast exam with her hands and she finds this tiny little lump. And when I tell y'all this lump was small, it was small. Even when I went to get a second opinion from another doctor about, um, uh, from another surgeon about, you know, my options, the surgeon said, uh, it was so funny because we actually share a gynecologist, didn't even know that, but she said, Dr. Turner found this lump. Wow. Like she was amazed that she had even found that lump. And let me tell you, I'm telling, I'm telling y'all all my business because I just want to paint this picture on how amazing God is. God is so amazing that number one, he used this whole entire situation with this cyst, which was so aggravating. It was at the most inconvenient time of my life. But if it wasn't for that cyst that I had to go in to see the gynecologist, we wouldn't have ever known. I wouldn't have known about that little bitty lump. It was so tiny. My untrained fingers would not have even found it. Even when she took my hands to place them onto my breast and she said, do you feel that? I barely felt it. So it was like, it, it took me back to Genesis 50 and 20. He uses the things that, that the enemy intended for bad 
that he uses them for our good. And so it was this cyst that was intended to bring me discomfort that was intended to bring me pain. It was some, some of the most excruciating pain I have ever, ever experienced, but it was that cyst that revealed the lump in my breast. Okay. And then not only that, it was like, this thing was so tiny, but I had a doctor who wasn't even my doctor. Let me just say that I told you my, my doctor was out of town. It was a doctor who was not even my physician, but she was the one who was able to find this little thing. And so I, even in that, I see that God's hand had been on this thing the entire time. So fast forward, they find this lump. And of course, um, I go in and I have like a whole timeline because I'm a journaler, y'all. So I keep all of my information. So um, I went in on July 13th for a mammogram and an ultrasound and they were able to see the mass. And they're like, yes, this this definitely is looking cancerous. So we got to do a biopsy. I had been through this process before because I've had, and again, I'm putting y'all in all my business today. So, hey, you heard it here first. Can't nobody tell my business because I'm telling it myself. Back in 2018, I had a breast reduction um, because of my back issues and things like that. And so there's a lot of scar tissue because of that surgery. And so um, I had a, an abnormal mammogram and ultrasound and, 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 um, and yeah, mammogram and ultrasound back in 2020. And so I had been through this process before. So in my mind, this was nothing, right? This is not going to be a thing because we've been here before. All they're seeing is the scar tissue, same size, same issue. Well, I go in this time for the mammogram and the ultrasound and they're like, no, this looks like cancer. You're going to have to get a biopsy. Again, I had been through the biopsy process. It was scary the first time, but hey, I triumphed. So I didn't think that it was going to be anything, but there was a small little part of me, and I always say this, God does not allow anything to sneak up on me. He does not allow, um, he, he just doesn't really allow things to catch me by surprise. And I would encourage you, like, if, 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 if you feel like things are catching you by surprise, you might need to spend a little more time with God because I feel like in those relationship moments, he really um, allows you to get close to him and he gets close to you. And so it's like, hey, he, he gives you those little gentle nudges so that your whole world won't be blown. And I'm saying that because it was during this time, um, maybe about a week before I went in for the mammogram and, and all of that, um, that I was selling things. We, we were cleaning out things in our home and I was selling things on Facebook, um, Facebook marketplace. And I had a, a, a pub table and some bar stools and I placed them on Facebook marketplace. And, um, there was this young lady, very, very nice Hispanic young lady. She came over her and her husband to pick it up. And for whatever reason, and I know it was God, she began to share her story with me. And she's like, you know, I have breast cancer. This is the third time I've had breast cancer. And um, I I say, you know what? I got I, I got something for you. And I see Dr. Lakeisha Ross on here. So shout out to you because I'm about to 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 share. Um, so I said, hold on, I got something for you. I said, I have a book, uh, an anthology of breast cancer survivors. I wanted to give her some hope. And so I went and I got the book and, and I gave it to her. And I said, listen, um, I published this book. I th these these authors, they have some amazing stories. And I want you to I want you to read this because you, you're gonna survive. And she began to tell me how 
you know, she wanted to have a baby, but this cancer kept coming back. And I said, read this book because there's, there's a young lady who was diagnosed when then she found out she was pregnant and all this stuff. So there, there's some inspiration and some hope for you in this story. And so I prayed with her and I sent her on her way. And as I was walking back into my house, it was a little still small voice. It said, you just sold a seed on the healing that you're going to need. And I was like, what? Hold on that. What? So of course my natural man wanted to immediately reject that because I don't, I'm like, I don't want no cancer now. Like maybe healing for this ankle. Cause I'm still learning how to walk properly, but I definitely don't want cancer Lord. But I heard that thing. So like I said, a part of me felt like everything was going to be okay. But then there was that other part that said, there was that other part that, that, that God had spoken already, right? Like he had, he, he was warning me of what was to come. So anyway, I go for the biopsy on July 27th and July 28th, about 4.30 PM. I mean, cause let me tell you, you don't forget these dates. You don't forget these times when you get news like this, my phone rang and I was actually on the phone with my husband. And, um, when I clicked, I said, hold on, this is the doctor. And I clicked over Well, I told him I would call him back and I clicked over, but I realized he was still on the line. And so as she began to talk, I just merged him in and she said, Kristen, I'm really sorry, but I have to call you and let you know that, um, it is a uh, stage one invasive ductal carcinoma. I might be saying that out of order, but basically you got stage one breast cancer. Um, we're going to have to do some more pathology tests and, you know, we'll, we'll get back to you, but I just wanted to let you know that. So of course, in that moment, you know, when you hear those words, when you hear that you got cancer, and I don't know if you ever heard that before. And I pray that you never have to hear those words, but when you hear those words, it's almost like, you li- having an out-of-body experience, like what? Because people associate cancer with death and I'm, I'm not ready to die. I still got a lot of things that I need to do in life, right? And so in that moment, it was like, my world came crashing down and this is my story. And, and I may get a little emotional here and there. I'm not going to apologize for that, but I'm just letting you know in advance if I get teary eyed or if, or if it sounds like I'm getting choked up for those of you who will hear this on the podcast, because it was an emotional journey. It still is. It's still very emotional just to even think about it, but it was just one day I spend one day and this is just my story, but I'm going to tell you why I, it, I had to choose, spend one day. It was that day only that I sat and I saw and I cried. Not that I didn't cry anymore in other days, but it was that moment that I, I, I felt that I, I, I allowed myself to sit in a, a space of victim mentality. I was like, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? I, I almost felt defeated, but it was just for that one day because I did not have time <laughs> to wallow in that. I did not have time to sit in a place of defeat when I know that I am more than a conqueror, when I know that I am a victor and not the victim, when I know that things don't happen to me, they happen for me. And so I believe that that all of this happened for me, right? And I'll get to that, maybe not today, because I got a lot of stuff to share, but I'll get to why it happened for me. So anyway, that day, you know, my family, my really close family and some of my close friends, they came over, they cried, they prayed. I see some of the people on here right now, Ranisha, the, the prophet, she came over, she prayed, you know, we, we hugged, we cried, they encouraged me. And they were like, listen, tomorrow is go time. Okay. And so the very next day, Christina 
Prophetess Christina Calhoun. Let me tell y'all. Surround yourself with some people who know who hear from the Lord, okay? Like, I am so grateful to be blessed with an abundance of people. That's part of the healing journey. That's part of the holistic healing that I'm going to talk about. But surround yourself with people who can tap in when you don't have the strength or the energy or the wherewithal to tap in for yourself. You got to be you got to be surrounded by those people. Don't go searching for those people when when the when the rubber hits the road and you need some people. You got to have those people already around you that you can pull on and say, "Hey, I I need you right now and so the very next day Christina came over and she came over with this beautiful basket I call it my healing basket and she said I I asked the Lord for specific things to put in here and she brought this journal was one of them but in this journal she said um it had black seed oil because it had healing properties and so I took that black seed oil she brought me some anointing oil and it was why because the anointing destroys the yoke right um she brought and then she she began to write these other things and she came and she she brought me the the word of the Lord right and the word of the Lord the, the day before so so interesting she said when she woke up in the morning all she kept hearing was pseudo pseudo p s e u d o pseudo and she's like I don't know what this is what this is for you know she went to look up the definition and she said and the definition said not genuine or a sham it's a sham right and so when she got the news about me the Lord said that's for Kristen this is a pseudo attack. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. You know, smoke and mirrors is, is an illusion. It looks like it's something there, but it's not really what it looks like. And so this is where we were. And so I grabbed a hold of that word. That's why it's important. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I trust the God and the people that are around me. So when they begin to speak life into me, when they bring the word that the Lord has released to them, I believe that thing. Okay. I believe it because I trust the God that is in them. And so I began to, she said, listen, I want you to journal. I want you to chronicle what you're about to go through in this journal. And that's exactly what I did. And um, on the front of it, it's, it's kind of faded away now, but it says for with God, all things are possible. Luke 1 37. And so I believe I begin to declare that this thing is a pseudo attack. It's, it, and she even wrote, it's not going to be tedious. Your journey will not be tedious. And even that smoke and mirrors thing is so, it's so key because there was one day and I, I tried to go through my journal because I know I have it written in here. The moment it happened, I was lying in my bed and my, my cousin, well, she's not really my cousin, but she's my cousin by marriage. Um, she called and she never really calls me. I mean, we talk every occasionally Danielle Stone, shout out to Danielle. I'm t- I'm calling everybody's name. Okay. Don't y'all go try to link up with my people, but I'm telling, I'm giving them their flowers because I-, I want them to know how instrumental they were in my journey. But Danielle called me and she said, are you home? And I said, yes. And she said, okay, I'm about to pull up. I'm like, okay, wow, this that's strange. So I go outside and she's like, listen, she said, I, I was on my way home and God made me get off, get off of the expressway to drive over to your house. And she said, even when I got off, I tried to continue home and take the streets. And he said, oh, you're not going to listen to me. No, you need to turn around and go back, go back. I need you to deliver this message to her. Now I need you to know that 
Danielle didn't know anything that was going on with me. I had not shared it with her, but she pulled up and she said she was listening to this Tasha Cobb song. And she said, I'm just praising him for your victory. She's like, she's like, and it's not for me. It's for you. I'm praising him for your victory. But it was something that she said. And I knew I was like, yeah, God sent you right over here. She was like, girl, this is whatever you're going through. It's just smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. So that smoke and mirrors, I held on to that because this was just a facade. This was something that was appearing to be bigger than what it was. It Just like we say, yay, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. A shadow ain't even real, y'all. A shadow is something that appears bigger than the thing that it actually is. I was walking through the shadow of death, but I was literally walking through that thing. So anyway. I just had to paint that picture because I need y'all to know that God's hand was on all of this. So anyway, I, I get this news and I begin to process and um, I, I, I love Northwestern University Hospital. Okay, Northwestern Hospital. I, I, I'm always an advocate for Northwestern. I love Northwestern. And so all my doctors are there. So I go see um, the surgeon, the, the oncology surgeon, and they give you this binder right? They give you this binder. And in this binder, it, it it's all of these things. But there's, there's a couple of key things that stood out to me. One said, um, we treat cancer three ways. We cut it, we burn it, we poison it. We cut it, we burn it, we poison it. Cutting is surgery. Burning is radiation. Poison is chemotherapy. Surgery didn't scare me, okay? I had already had three surgeries at that point in 2022. But you wanted to poison me. It was that word poison that immediately it vexed me. It vexed my entire being. I was like, Lord, I don't want to be poisoned. And I know that, you know, it's the job for the chemo to go in and, and poison all the bad stuff. But the chemo doesn't know the difference between the bad stuff and the good stuff. And that's, and that's why all these things happen to people. And in that moment, the Lord said, but this won't be your journey. And I went back to Christina's words and she said, it won't be tedious. And if I can, if, if I could read you every page in my journey, in, in, in my journal, I could share with you every moment where somebody came and said something to me like, your your journey is not going to look like everyone else's journey. Shout out to Cassandra Washington from Anthem. Let me tell you, Cassandra was texting me and checking in on me. And she told me one day, she said, your journey, God's going to heal you, but it's not going to look how you think it's going to look. And I held on to that word. And I wrote these words in my journal. Every time somebody spoke some life into me, I wrote it in my journal because I needed to meditate on the things that God was saying, the words that he was releasing, the rhema words of life that were being released over Kristen. I wanted to meditate on that. Not on what the, what all the negative news that the doctors were bringing me. Right. So at that moment, I was like, we're not doing no chemo. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't care what y'all say. This is, I'm not doing this. And so that was that. So then one of the other things in, in the, um, in the, the binder is, and it, it reiterated this time and time again, it was written at least three times. It said, breast cancer is not a medical emergency. And I'm saying that because you, they wrote it all of these times in the journal, in, in, in this binder, but then they were pressuring me to make decisions as if it was truly an emergency. And so I didn't understand. I was like, well, if it's not 
an emergency. Why is surgery so important today, tomorrow, in the next week? Like, why is this so important? Why do I have to make decisions today? You've said over and over again that it's not a medical emergency. So if it's not a medical emergency, something is contradictory here, right? And so I took what they said in that binder because when you put this together, you meant every word that you said. Just like you said you wanted to poison me, you also meant that this is not a medical emergency. So I took time to process through what I wanted to do. I didn't let them pressure me into doing what they thought I should do. And I'm just sharing that again, this is my journey, but that's so important because when we get into these spaces and these doctors begin to tell us things, and let me just say, I am not against doctors. I absolutely love doctors. I go to the doctor. I believe in Western medicine, but I also believe that I am an advocate for my own health. Okay. Nobody cares about me more than I care about me. Okay, so I'm not going against any medical advice, but I decided that I needed time to process what I was going to do. I was not going to be pressured into any of this. And I'm so grateful that I did not let them pressure me because there, there was a process I had to walk through, right? So anyway, fast forward, and I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place. I pray that you guys are following me, and I'm, I'm going to get to the good stuff in a minute, I promise. But I just want to make sure that I'm painting this picture with you because this didn't just, you know, this wasn't something that just happened overnight. This this was a process. So anyway, um, I decided, I said, I'm going to go home. And so I, I did end up talking to the oncologist, and she's the one who's like, yeah, so this is what we recommend. Um... We recommend because you're stage one. So thank God my, my tumor was found very, very early. Okay. Which is also a very key part of my story. This tumor was found very early. And so um, I was stage one, but I was HER2 positive, which means I had these HER2 proteins and um, that's uh, the estrogen and the progesterone and something else. I don't know. I probably should have study before I get on here to, to recall all those things, but I was HER2 positive. You can go look it up. And so they were like, you know, because you're HER2 positive, this is very aggressive. And so we're going to have to start this right away. So you, they did give me the, the option to do surgery first or the chemo, which I said, you know what, sign me up for surgery. Cause I, I wasn't doing chemo, so I don't need to choose that. So that, um, so they said you're, you're HER2 positive and, um, you're going to have to do 12 rounds of chemo and five rounds of radiation. I said, okay. I left and I, I thank God for my husband because he looks at me. He said, what do you want to do? You let me know what you want to do. We're going to pray about this. You let me know what, whatever God is leading you to do. That's, that's what we're going to do. You don't have to make any decisions today. Fine. So, um, in the midst of that, I said, and again, this is why it's important to, to educate yourself so that you can advocate for yourself. Education is key. Um, and I'm going to tell you why, how educated I was walking up in there. Shout out again to Lakeisha in that book because I had so many so much terminology. I'm in here talking to the oncologist. She looks at me and she says, Kristen, are you in the medical profession? 
<laughs> I said, no. Why do you ask me that? She said, because just the, your terminology is, is so top notch. I thought you were in the medical field. No, I'm just educated. You, you can't come in here and just sell me anything because I'm coming with information. So educate yourself so that you can advocate for yourself. Okay. So, um, I, I asked for, um, genetic testing. I wanted to be tested for the BRCA gene. Okay. So that gene, the, the gene that causes breast cancer is the same gene that, um, causes ovarian cancer and some other cancers. And so I wanted that genetic testing. Now I should have pulled this up. I got it somewhere in my journal, but I need you all to know that cancer is on my bloodline. Well, it was on my bloodline. Hallelujah in Jesus name. Cause the curse has been broken. Cancer is on my bloodline. Okay. Was on my bloodline. Cancer was on my bloodline on my mother's side and my biological father's side. So on my mother's side, my grandmother had breast cancer twice. She had lung cancer on my biological father's side. He died of, I think it was, um, stomach cancer with some other cancers mixed in, had metastasized. Um, his father had leukemia, a cancer of the blood. My paternal aunt died at 45 from ovarian cancer. This cancer was on my bloodline. And so for a long time, and I'm talking about years, I have been uh, professing out of my mouth, verbally breaking the curse. I break the curse of cancer on my bloodline in Jesus name. I denounce this thing. I have been saying that thing out of my mouth. So I'm going to tell you when they told me I had cancer, I said, now God, hold on now. I, I thought I broke the curse. And you know what the Lord told me? It's some curses you can talk out, but it's some curses you're going to have to walk out. And guess what? Kristen had to walk the curse out so that it is broken off of this bloodline in the name of Jesus. Now, I didn't plan to get on here preaching to y'all. I promise I was coming with all of this practical stuff, but I can't get to the practical stuff until I give y'all the spiritual stuff, until I give you the stuff that's going to break the stuff at the root. So I was like, okay, God, I got to walk this thing out. And I remember saying to him, God, it was one night I was laying in my bed and I woke up in the middle of the night because again, I had my moments where it was like, okay, God, why, why am I going through this? And the Lord said, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this to help so many other people, but it ain't going to just be people that you don't know. It's going to be people right here in your family, right here in your bloodline. You got to walk this thing out. Just trust me. You're not going to die. This sickness is not unto death. And oh, that's another thing. I begin to just immerse myself in healing scriptures and I would, I would write those things out and I would begin to pray through those things. And that was one of those scriptures. This sickness is not unto death. Kristen is not going to die from breast cancer. The buck stops here. And so anyway, I went in and I, and I, I had my, my genetic testing and let me tell y'all about God. You heard all that cancer that is on, on the bloodline. All that stuff that was on the bloodline. You know what it came back? You don't even carry the gene. You will not pass this on to your daughters, okay? Because that's what I was concerned about. I don't want to give this to my children. They said, Kristen, we don't find any evidence of a genetic of the gene in your body. You don't carry the cancer DNA. So let me tell you again, some things you get, you can talk out, some curses you can talk out, but it's some other curses you got to walk out. So praise God for that. So I celebrated those small victories. Well, they weren't small 
all, but I celebrated those victories along the way. I thanked God in the moment. Yeah, I still was walking with breast cancer. That still was my reality. I still had to figure out how I was going to get through this thing, but that was a victory. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have the gene, which means my children won't carry that gene. Okay. Then the other thing, when I went in to see the oncologist, she told me, and again, I should have had all my paperwork out so I could have given you guys all the scientific terms, but forget all that. I'm just going to give it to you raw and how it is in my mind. And when I went in to see the oncologist, she said to me, she said, oh, this number right here, this number is really high. You know what that means? It means your immune system is fighting like hell for you to live. And I said, that's right, because I'm fighting hell. My immune system is fighting against hell. That's why it's fighting like hell. And so I praise God for that. I, I thanked him in all of the small stuff. Thank you makes room for more. When he sees that you're grateful for the little stuff, what seems like little, because the big stuff was like, God, get rid of this cancer. That's the, that's the big thing. That's the ultimate goal. But God, I thank you. I thank you that my immune system is doing what you created it to do. God made this entire body. He made this thing to do. He made my immune system to fight against disease, to ward off stuff that is trying to take me out. So thank you, God, that my immune system is doing that which you created it to do. Thank you, God, that although cancer was on both sides of my bloodline, it was a generational curse. Thank you, God, that this curse is broken with me. The buck stops here. It will go no further. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. <sighs> Let me calm down. Let me calm down. I promise y'all, I did not get on here to preach. I did not get on here to preach, but I, it's just, it's just in me. It just kind of comes out. All right. <sighs> Let me calm down. Let me figure out where I am in this story. Okay. So here we are. This is like, at this point, we're in August. And let me just say, that August was a tough time for me too because um, I'm trying to manage work. So you guys know I own my own business. So I got Scribe Tribe Publishing Group. I got my three girls. I got all these things I'm trying to manage. And in the I'm in I'm in school at the point at that point I was still in school pursuing my doctorate degree. We'll save that story for another day. If you don't listen to the podcast, go listen to the last episode and you'll you'll hear that story. But um, I, I'm I'm trying to manage all these things and my business. I got this business stuff is just popping off and I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't even manage all of this. And so I remember I had to reach out to a few of my clients and be very transparent with them because I'm about my business. One thing about me, I'm going to take care of my people. And, and I believe in stellar customer service and making sure that, you know, I'm taking care of people. And so I reached out to one of my clients or well, a few of my clients, but one in particular, Annette Harris. Again, I'm shouting out names today. And I reached out to Annette and I said, hey, Annette, this is what's going on. I'm sorry. I've been dropping balls. I'm, I'm slow in producing things, but this is where I am. This is what's going on. I'm trying to navigate all of this. And so she's very understanding, but she, she, she sent me a message right back and she said, Hey, um, if you be willing, I'd like for you to talk to Dr. Shirley Hill. And let me just say, people have been trying to get me to talk to so many people. Like every time, and, and, and I didn't share it with a whole lot of people. I shared it with, with a very tight knit circle, but they were like, Hey, you want to talk to this person or this person went through it or this person. And I never felt led as a matter of fact. And 
somebody came to me and they like, oh, there's a um, there's a young lady who she she has she's 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 been on this journey for 17 years. I don't want to talk to her. That's not my people. With all due respect, she they told me she had her port inserted. Those of you who are not familiar, port is what you, you get inserted so that you can get all your, your chemotherapy meds and all of that stuff in and they don't have to prick you every single time. She's had her port for 17 years. I don't want to talk to her. I, I'm grateful she's still here, but that that don't sound like victory for me. <laughs> I don't want to talk to her. And so I you you got to be careful when you're in these seasons. This is what I'm trying to say. You got to be careful when you're in these seasons that you're not um you're you're not allowing everybody in your space to, to to give you their stuff, to give you their perspectives, to give you their stories, their experiences. I didn't want that experience. I didn't want to hear about being on a journey of breast cancer for 17 years because that ain't my portion. That ain't what God told me. I need to talk to somebody who was trying to do something that I was trying to do. Again, no disrespect to her, no disrespect to the person who brought her to me, but I did not want to hear that. I didn't feel like we, I needed to talk to her. And so you got to be very intentional and very um, guarded about who you allow in your space, very guarded about what you're allowing in your ear gates, what you're allowing your eye gates. Anyway, back to the story. So Annette, I talked to Annette. She said, do you want to talk to Dr. Shirley Hill? And something in my spirit said, mm-hmm. This the one. And boy, that's why it pays to have a relationship and that Holy Spirit leading you because she surely was the one. And so shout out to Annette. Thank you, Annette. You know, I've, I've given you all the love and the gratitude in the backgrounds, but I'm giving it to you publicly. Annette said, okay, I'm going to pay for your consultation with her. I'm just feeling led. And, and she, she, she hooked it up. I, I talked to Dr. Hill on September the 6th. Very key because again, I was not letting them rush me. I was diagnosed on July 27th. July 28th, I'm sorry. They said it wasn't a medical emergency. So why are you trying to rush me into surgery and all these other things? So I talked to Dr. Shirley Hill. I cannot give you today. I, I would love to share a lot of the things that she shared with me. I'm going to come back another day and share all of those things. But let me tell you, Dr. Shirley Hill, if you're not following her, you need to find her here on Facebook. Um, I don't know if she's on Instagram. I know she's on Facebook, but find Dr. Shirley Hill. Um, you can also go on her website. I think it's MoFeth. M-O-P-H-E-T-H-C-S.com. Go onto her website. A wealth of knowledge. Beautiful, older black woman. I love her. She's just so beautiful. So, so amazing. Spirit is beautiful. But she keeps it like, she tells it like it is and she keeps it real. And so I got on the phone with her and she began to give me all of this information. I have five pages worth of notes because I came to see what do I need to do to heal. And what I loved about her is that though she was coming with the real, I could tell the Holy Spirit was giving her downloads specifically for me. Okay. The Lord was giving her download specifically for my situation. And so she began to tell me these things, what I needed to do, how I needed to rest. Listen, y'all rest is a weapon. Rest is one of the most important parts of your healing process. People leave out rest. You want to do all these other things. You want to take the medications. You want to, you, you want to go and, and, and do the exercises if you want to do that. Cause how many of us really doing that? But you want to go and do the exercise. You want to do this. You want to, but you don't want to rest. You rest is a weapon. And so she began to tell me all of these things that I needed to do. Right. And the one thing that she said, 
as we got off the phone, they changed my entire life. Actually, everything she said changed my life. But this was the thing that let me know that I was on the winning team. She said, listen, she said, cancer is one of the easiest things for the body to heal. You just got to help it do its job. Cancer is one of the easiest things for the body to heal. You just got to help it, help it do its job. Your body, I just said this, this machine, this is a machine. God has designed an extraordinary machine. This thing can do things that you can't even imagine. But the problem is most of us are working against the machine instead of working with the machine. When we begin to work with the machine, we cause this just extraordinary things to happen. And so really quickly, because I'm out of time, y'all, I was only supposed to be on here 30 minutes. I am going to come back and I'm going to give you guys um, a lot of practical stuff, but I want to run through this really quickly because I did entitle this holistic healing, right? And so I want to tell you, so holistic, that word holistic means characterized by the belief that the parts of something are interconnected and can be explained or referenced to the whole. So basically, all these different parts work together for complete total healing, for healing of the entire person, right? And so what did I do? There were a lot of things I did. And again, I don't have all the time today to tell you. Um, I do want to come back and talk nutrition because that is, food is medicine, y'all. Food is medicine. I'm, I'm reading a book right now, Vegetation Over Medication by Dr. Bobby Price. I've been reading so many books. Oh, wait, before I go, before I get into that. This book right here, y'all see what I did? This book is entitled Chris B. Cancer, uh, a comprehensive plan for natural, for healing naturally. You see what I did? I put Chrissy up here. Chrissy B. Cancer. I declared this thing over me and I read this book and I, and I believe the stuff that was in it and I applied it to my life. And so um, really quickly, I want to tell you about these, these three parts of holistic healing. We got spiritual healing. We got the physical healing. We got the mental healing. Okay. Physical, spiritual, mental, physical, spiritual, mental. Yes. Food is medicine. Y'all food is medicine. I spend so much time in my kitchen. It is crazy, right? I've always spent time in my kitchen cooking, but now it seems like I'm, I'm in there so much more, but that's because that food that, I mean, that kitchen, that kitchen is my pharmacy. The kitchen is what healed me, y'all. The Lord healed me. But you guys, when I, I wrote that post that many of you commented on on Facebook, when I said that I had to partner with God because he put some super on my natural faith without works is dead. What are you doing to aid in the process? How are you helping your body do what it needs to do? So real quickly, let's go through this. So the spiritual. Listen, y'all, prayer, I cannot, you already know, prayer is my jam. I can't stress that enough. You got to pray. And here's the thing. I did not just pray about my situation. Actually, I've spent less time praying about my situation and more time praying about the people that were standing in the gap for me. This entire journal that Christina gave me, it is prayers upon prayers. Every time somebody sent me a word, I told you guys I wrote it in there. So so when Ranisha, who's on here, when she sent me a text message, they don't even know this, y'all, but when they sent me a text message, I would write down the 
life-giving words that they said to me. And what would I do right after that? I would begin to journal prayers for them. I was standing in the gap for my friends. Job 42 and 10 is a scripture that I stood on all last year that I continue to stand on because I'm in my chapter 42, y'all. I'm 42 years old. I'm in my chapter 42. It said, after Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored everything that he lost and then gave him double. God, let me tell y'all, I am in my double portion season. God is bringing back stuff. So yes, I was praying for me, but I was praying for every one of them as well. It is prayers upon prayers for the people who were standing in the gap for me. Pray for your friends, y'all. Pray for your people. Pray for your family. Number two, I was taking communion daily. Every time the word says, every time when you, you do this, you remember me. Every time I took back and uh, Christina brought over that the in my healing basket, she brought me over a whole bunch of little um communion elements. And I was so, so grateful for her because I didn't even think about that. Right. But I begin to take communion every day. And every day I remember the sacrifice every day. I remember that by his stripes, I am healed. When, when he was lashed on his back, the blood that, that was released, it was going to heal me. The blood still works. It is by the blood of Jesus that I was not consumed. So every day I took that communion, I remembered, I remember the blood of Jesus that was sacrificed for me, that he came, that I may have life and that I may have that more abundantly absent of cancer, absent of illness, absence of being ignorant of what I was doing to my body. Y'all, cause we got to take some, some, uh, some, um, responsibility. A lot of this sickness we're dealing with, and I'm not just talking about cancer, y'all. This sickness that we're dealing with, we got diabetes and, and high blood pressure and high cholesterol and joints and arthritis and all this other stuff is swollen. We got to take accountability and responsibility. We play a role in this, y'all. We're not taking care of the temple that God has given us. We're not feeding it uh, quality foods, quality nutrition that it needs. We're not resting. I just said that. We're not moving. We got to exercise these muscles. We got to exercise a physical and mental muscles, y'all. Okay. Anyway. So yes, communion daily. This, this is all the spiritual. This is this holistic healing. Okay. So the spiritual I'm starting here because th this is the most important part. This is the most important part. So I was taking communion daily. I already told you I guarded my ear gates, my eye gates. Um, I created a playlist. I will share the link for those of you who will listen to this on the podcast. I will share the link in the show notes. I'll put it in the, the comments on these other chats if I can. But um, I, I created a playlist. It was called after this, after this. And because I knew after this, <laughs> it was going to be victory. After you have suffered for a little while, come on, Bible readers. After you have suffered for a little while, the Lord is going to perfect you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to establish you. Come on. I knew after this. So I would, I created that playlist so that I could listen to what the Lord, let, let, let his, his, his psalmist and his musicians minister to me. Okay. You, you got to be careful what you're taking in, what you're digesting. Christina also gave me some anointing oil. And again, the anointing destroys the yokes. And so I began to anoint myself. Whenever I thought about it, I would anoint myself. I went and got some deliverance, y'all, because I believe that cancer is a demon. It's a spirit. Cancer is a spirit. Illness is a spirit, okay? Like, now, how it got there, you may have had something to do with it. But I do believe that the way that cancer comes through and ravages people's bodies, that's demonic, 
That's demonic. Now, do I believe that everything must bow under the name of Jesus? Absolutely. So cancer does not even have power over Jesus. But there are some things that the Lord allows for whatever reason. And, and, and I'm beginning to see why he allowed this to come. This is part of the reason he allowed it because he knows that I got a big mouth. God knows I got a big mouth and he knows that when he brings me through it, I'm going to get on the mountaintop. I'm going to get on this microphone. I'm going to get on these videos. I'm going to get on these phones and I'm going to tell you about the goodness of God. I'm going to put you up on his good, good game. I'm going to tell you what you need to do so that you don't got to walk in my shoes because some of y'all, you can prevent this before you even get there. Some of you, you may have already gotten to that place. And so we're going to reverse the curse, but some of you guys, you don't even got to walk a day in my shoes. You don't got to walk a mile in my shoes. We can prevent this by doing the things that need to be done. And it ain't all just spiritual because we're going to talk about the practical stuff too, right? So yes. So, um, that deliverance and then fasting, fasting was so important. And I'm going to tell you about fasting because I didn't even know. So I wrote in my journal, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go on a three day fast. Cause you know, I always like think I like to think I'm queen Esther or something, you know, for such a time, I was perhaps I was created for such a time as this. So I went on this three-day no food fast. And a, a part of me was a little nervous because I'm like, wait, right now my food is my medicine. All these uh, vegetables and fruits and this whole stuff that I'm taking in, this is my medicine. But I wasn't worried about it. I went on this three-day fast. Now what I know, although I went on that fast spiritually, in, in all of my learning from, from Dr. Shirley Hill, that three-day fast, not only is it spiritual, but it also does something metabolically in your body. It's also a physical thing because in three days, your body begins to experience autophagy. Autophagy is when your good cells begin to eat up all the bad stuff. All that bad stuff begins to deteriorate. So even in that spiritual fast, God was doing some physical work in my body. This machine that he created was doing some physical stuff. It was eating up stuff that I did not need eating up stuff that was trying to eat up me all right so so we got the spiritual part of the holistic healing then we got the physical part so important y'all the physical part exercise y'all you got to move that body we got to stop being so lazy we got to stop being so lazy and depending on where you are or what your condition is, you may not be able to do intense exercising, but baby, can you walk? Get up. I love, I got a line sister, Angela, shout out to Angie. She shows there, she shows these exercises from the chair. Like nobody has an excuse. What are you doing? What is your part? If you're partnering with God, what's the root word of that? part. You have a part. <laughs> if you're partnering with God for your healing, you have a part. So you got to do some physical exercise. So what did I do? I, again, I was just learning how to walk y'all, but what did I do? I got out there and I began to walk. And the more I walked, the stronger my ankle got. The more I walked, the stronger my body got. Then I was able to start running. You guys saw the videos. If you, if you saw it, you saw I was out there running, right? I began to run. And then I started going to class, boxing class, because I had some anger and some aggression to let out because I was pissed at the enemy, okay? I'm like, why you keep coming for me? You been coming for me all year. So I went to boxing class and shout out to Downs Fitness, Andrea and Lindsay Downs. When they found out what I was going through, they let me come in. And I, I've never shared this and I, they didn't share, but they let me come in every week box for free because they were like, hey, we standing with you, right? So I um, exercise, nutrition, 
I should have said that one first. We, we talked about it. Your food is your medicine. Your kitchen is your pharmacy. One of the things that Dr. Hill had me do every single day, she said, I need you to eat a rainbow salad. I need you to eat rainbow salads for lunch and for dinner. So I pretty much went on a, um, a, a full raw plant-based diet. Why raw? Right? Why plant-based? Raw because... As we begin to cook our foods, we begin to cook off a lot of the nutrients and the and the and the um and the the, the the vitamins and the nutrients and the enzymes and all those things. We break them down with heat, but in their rawest form, they they have everything that they came with, right? And so where. I begin to buy all organic stuff. This is really important. Organics is important, y'all. And I know it's expensive and it's really a shame that we got to pay more for the stuff that's good for us. But that's just the America. This is America. Okay. This is America. And so that's how it's set up, right? Because all the cheap stuff that is horrible for you, you could buy that in abundance for no little or nothing, but then it's created to, to make this cycle because then you got to go to the hospital and to the doctor and now big pharma is getting paid and you could have just when it splurged on the, 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 the more expensive things and, you know, giving your body what it needed. Right. So I began to buy all organic stuff. I was juicing. I was juicing. I, oh my goodness. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell you how God's divine order. I would have never had a juicer. Cause that, that wasn't even, that, that wasn't something I was thinking about. But in November of 2021, before we even got into 2022, when it was my birthday, a friend of mine bought me a juicer. She said, I got this juicer and I want to get you one. She bought me a juicer. I would have never been juicing because for what? I probably would have been drinking ocean spray or something. But I was able to juice my fruits and vegetables. Not only that, y'all, because this stuff is expensive. I know it is. Organic foods and the uh, supplements. Supplements are really important. And again, the next time I come on here, because I've been on here a while, y'all, and I do have a, a meeting I got to get to. But organic supplements, I'm, not, I'm sorry, but supplements are really important too. And so um, I begin to take a lot of vitamins and supplements. Everything that we need to heal is in the earth, y'all. God already put it here. He put it here. But I love just his divine providence, right? Because this stuff is expensive. But what happened in June of last year? My child, my daughter, she went and got her first job. And this is before I even had, was diagnosed with breast cancer. They, she got hired at Sunrise Health Food Store. And homegirl gets like a 40% discount. Hallelujah. God, you was all up in my stuff, okay? We didn't even know this was coming down the pipeline. But I was able to save money because he had already planned for this. He knew what was happening. And again, I thank God for the small things. So um, the exercise, you want to release those endorphins. You need, you need that good that good energy you, you you need those those good hormones to be released it's hard it's a mental battle to to walk through illness it's a mental battle to walk through something like can a cancer diagnosis so you need that um the nutrition again i was eating those rainbow salads twice a day raw and when you when i say a rainbow salad basically all the colors are in there so mine consisted of um i mean it wasn't always the same thing but there were things like um the the spinach and the um arugula and the um the swiss chard and and then i had blue like blueberries listen y'all berries berries are an amazing antioxidant 
If you're in the cancer fight right now, you need to be increasing anything that is high in antioxidants. And berries, again, you want to go for organic because berries are one of the highest um, pesticide carriers. It's, they're very highly sprayed with pesticides. And so you want to go organic if you can. But berries, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, very, very high in antioxidants. So I would have blueberries on there and then carrots and, and um, green, red, yellow, orange, bell peppers. It's very important to have the rainbow. Why? Because each one of those colors of fruits and vegetables carry different phytonutrients and they all do different things. And so you want to get a, an array of colors. It's so important. Eat the rainbow, y'all. Eat the rainbow. I love that. And here's the thing. Let me say this. Don't just do this for you. My daughter, again, shout out to Dr. Hill because we went to pick up, she, she sells this product called Resale. And so I went to pick up my Resale and you'll see it on her website if you go and see. But I went to, um, I went to pick up her, the Resale and Dr. Hill looked at my, my 10 year old daughter, Kai. And she said, Kai, well, she didn't say Kai, she knew her name, but she said, listen, sweetie, um, are you willing to join this journey with your mom and eat the way that she's eating? She said, can you give me five weeks? And Kai looked at her and she said, yes. So we got in the car and I said, Kai, did you just lie to that lady? Because in my mind, girl, you're not finna eat no fruits and vegetables, raw fruits and vegetables for five weeks. And she said, no, I didn't. I'm going to do it. And my baby ate raw fruits and vegetables for five weeks. Why am I telling you that? Number one, because if a 10 year old can do it, I know you can do it. Number two, because it's so important to model this type of behavior for our children. If we break in curses, then we need to break all the curses. Let's break the curses of bad eating, y'all. Let's break these curses of just putting anything into our bodies. And I'm not, let, let me be honest with y'all. Every now and again, I have what I want to have, but I don't overindulge because I know that all that sugar and all of that processed food and all of those French fries and all that... It's killing us and I don't want to kill me and I don't want cancer again, right? So again, um, model this behavior. Teach these habits to your kids. Teach them to eat the rainbow early so they don't have to undo the bad stuff. That They already have these habits. Nutrition. We talked vitamins. Um, it's a lot of vitamins. Uh, one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm going to put some emphasis on right here on here is, is well, two. That vitamin D. Most people who develop cancer, there's some type of vitamin D deficiency. Black people, we are already vitamin D deficient because we carry melanin in our skin. It's harder for us to absorb the sun because we're darker hued, right? So um, you, there's already vitamin D deficiencies. You need a quality vitamin D. Look for a raw vitamin D supplement. Two of my favorite brands are Garden of Life and um, I think it's mega food is what it's called. It's escaping me right now. But you want to have vitamin D supplements. Like you you need vitamin D. So for me, even on even in, in your food, um, I, I was doing the raw diet. Dr. Hill did say, hey, you know what? You can have, um, I want you to stay 90% raw. But because I was already a pescatarian, oh, let me say this. Cut out meat and dairy. If you in the process of fighting for your life, cut out that meat and dairy. Okay, cut it out. Just cut it out. You you need to really cut that out. But she did allow me to still have salmon because I it's very high in vitamin D. Cold water fish. I ain't talking about no catfish. I ain't talking about 
you know, the other stuff that we like to eat. I ain't talking about no fried fish either. <laughs> but every now and then I was able to have like a little palm size of um, salmon just for the vitamin D. So you want to get that vitamin D. Also, vitamin C, y'all. I mean, it goes without saying, but if you're in illness if you're in a state of illness you definitely need to up your vitamin d so you need some vitamin i'm sorry vitamin c because you need supplements to help your immune system fight y'all and even if you're not sick you should be taking it on a regular basis all right that's all i'm gonna say about that um one other thing and this is specifically for people who have breast cancer i want to say this um the lord gave me this in my sleep, I know it was the Holy Spirit, but I know that it was one of the things that helped me. Um, so when I had fibroids and I, there's a whole episode on my podcast, go find it fighting fibroids. You can go find on the God put me up on game podcast. Cause I know so many black women deal with fibroids, go find fighting fibroids. Cause I tell you this whole holistic thing that I did to shrink my fibroids. I didn't, I didn't get surgery. I didn't do any of that. I shrunk them myself. And so one of the things that I did, which was a big part of it was castor oil packs. Well, one night I was lying in the bed and I woke up and the Lord said castor oil packs for this breast cancer. And I was like, Oh, I never thought of that. And so I, I got my phone out and I began to do research. And there was a few articles about castor oil packs, um, creating these castor oil packs and laying them on your breast. But then I end up ended up on an article from a doctor and he said he took it a step further when his mom was diagnosed. Now listen, this, this is a medical doctor y'all. Okay. Who's doing holistic natural remedies, but he, he, um, he took it a step further and he used frankincense oil. So he rubbed the frankincense oil on her breast and then he put the castor oil pack on top of it. And so I began to do that. And then he also said, uh, she was because cat and frankincense oil has a lot of healing properties. Y'all look frankincense oil. They brought frankincense oil to Jesus. That was one of the gifts that it got to be blessed. Right? So, um, I began to take the frankincense oil and put a few drops under my tongue because you know, things you take sublingually, they get into your system faster. So anyway, the castor oil packs, if you don't know what a castor oil pack is real quick, it's, um, organic unbleached flannel you, you can find all these things on amazon unbleached uh, organic flannel flannel that is soaked in pure jamaican castor oil i'm not talking about no castor oil that you get from walgreens y'all i'm not talking about that like you need some pure jamaican jamaican castor oil but it's soaked into this uh you soak the flannel you just get a mason jar put the flannel in there pour some castor oil in there put the top on and let it soak and get all nice and supple right and you just place it onto your breast those of you who have reproductive issues place it on your lower abdomen it helps the womb you trying to have a baby and you can't figure out why start doing some castor oil packs you got menstrual issues like cramps and all type of stuff that happen around your period start doing castor oil packs but don't do them uh, right before your period because they're going to cause you to cramp more what do castor oil packs do they drain the lymphatic system they pull the toxins out the body so i began to do that i'll put the frankincense oil there and then i would put the castor oil pack on them lastly the mental piece this is so important y'all as a man thinketh so is he that's what the words say as a man thinketh so is he if you not if you think in death 
Death is going, it's, it's at your doorstep. I need you to think life. I need you again to guard your ear gates, your eye gates. I need you to, to, to meditate on the word of God. That's why I begin again. Now outside of my devotion time, I was meditating on, on the words that people had spoken so that I, I could think life so I can meditate on life surround yourself read success stories get you some books see i read chris b cancer because chrissy needed to be cancer okay get you some success stories make sure that your mind is in the right place and in those moments where it feels like you're slipping don't be afraid to reach out that's why it's important to have people around you who can help you who can help you. So I said all of that to say, y'all, I did end up getting surgery. So let me real quickly, I'm gonna wrap this up because I gotta go. I had surgery October 28th. Oh, hold on. Let me tell y'all, this is so important. So um, you guys know I was diagnosed July 28th. About two weeks, three weeks after I was diagnosed. Um, and it's and I don't have the exact date. I do, I have it in my journal because I chronicle everything because I want to be able to tell these stories. But a couple of weeks after after I was diagnosed, my good friend D, shout out to the prophet D. You know, yeah, I got some prophet friends who hear from the Lord. But shout out to D. D called me and she said, Um, the Lord said, in three months, you're gonna be healed. Three months. And I was like, Okay, I believe God. You know, I trust the God in you, I believe God. So the night before surgery, and I'm not going to really tell this story in all its entirety because it's, it's really TMI, but the night before surgery, because remember, I told you, I believe that cancer is demonic and, and it, it, there is a spirit attached to it. The night before surgery, I was scheduled for surgery October the 28th, October 27th, um, there was a clear manifestation, an expel of of something demonic and the lord said cancer has just left your body okay i saw it with my eyes if you want to hear about it you want to know personally what it was you can inbox me or call me or text me or send a message i don't know send a smoke signal i'll let you know but there was a physical ma manifestation of this demonic thing leaving my body the next day october 28th I went in for surgery and they took out the, the, the little remainder of the tumor that was left. I say remainder because I forgot to mention that morning, October 27th, a day before surgery, I went to see the radiologist. They wanted to get baseline imaging of my breast. Okay. They wanted to see where I was before surgery. So they had something to compare it to afterwards. I went in she, the radiologist, she looked at me after she looked at my images. She said, Kristen, have you already started chemo? Now y'all know I already said I wasn't doing no chemo. No, I haven't started chemo. And she said, I said, why do you ask? I already knew why she asked. She said, because your tumor is almost 50% smaller than it was when you started Cause that's what chemo supposed to do, but I didn't need chemo. Why? Cause I got God. I got the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus shrunk my tumor. Okay. The blood of Jesus plus all of that good stuff that I was feeding my body. I partnered with God. I did my natural part. I ate good. I exercised. I got my rest. I stayed in my word. I meditated on things that were pure things that were true, that were honorable, that were noble. That's what I did. I did my part. And what did God do? He put some super on my natural. So that thing just begin to shrivel up and shrink so i decided okay well i'm gonna go in the next day and i'm gonna let you take the rest out so on october 28th exactly three months after i was diagnosed on july 28th Kristen r harris was healed of breast 
cancer. That's it. That's the game. All right. That's all I got to say. Trust God. Do the work. Allow him to put some super on your natural. That's all I got. I'm leaving. It's your girl, Krista R. Harris, and I'm out. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of God Put Me Up On Game. I pray that something was said that set you up to win at this thing called life. Remember, this game is to be told, so don't keep it to yourself. We'll be back here next week, but in the meantime, you can come find us on all social media channels at God Put Me Up On Game. We would love to connect with you. See you later, winners.